Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Tim Lacombe coming up here momentarily. Of course, we'll talk jazz with Tim. He's my co-host uh, for uh, pre-half and post Utah jazz coverage. But, of course, longtime BYU assistant coach. We'll ask him uh, some college basketball questions as well as uh, tournament time is here and there are games going on. Uh, right now, Nevada leads Boise State, Gordon, in the Mountain West, 60-52. to 52. Uh, oh, the second wow. half is just underway, so that would be a bit of an upset there. High-scoring high game. Oof. That is. That, I mean, that would be good for for Utah State if there could be a, a little bit of an upset there. Wow. Well, we'll see what happens in the second half. And uh, let's see if I can get the, the big sky up here. I know Weber doesn't tee, uh, tip off until later. Uh, we have two finals from the big sky. SUU did advance beating Northern uh, Colorado 91-283. And then Montana State beat Idaho State. Weber State is in action, taking on Montana. That game will start at uh, at eight o'clock. So, so, so SUU beat the team that had the punter that stabbed. Yes, yes. In the leg. That's yeah. the only thing Northern Colorado is known for is the backup punter stabbing the starter. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean that's such a highly sought after position. <laughs> All right. I've told you that story of how uh, we were, we I flew on the same plane as them once, and it was a few years later, and uh, we're like, "Oh, you guys play football for Northern Colorado, huh? Isn't that the school that uh, had the punter <laughs> stab the other punter?" And the guy we were talking to was like, "Yeah, that's us." <laughs> like you know, the voice is somebody that every time they identify that they play football at Northern Colorado, they get that question. <laughs> So, anyway. Well, it was a bit unusual. Let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, uh, longtime BYU assistant, uh, staff member at Utah, my co-host on Jazz Pre, Half, and Post. He is Tim Lacombe with us on the big show. What's up, Tim? What's up, gentlemen? Feels weird. I, I miss you. feel like I haven't seen I you I do, too. It's, uh, it was like every night, you know, it was like uh, we were courting there. I mean, every night <laughs> we were together and chuckled and had dinner together and now we've just had this breakup. It's been weird. It's been, but tomorrow is our night, and right back Tomorrow's into our a, night. an eight o'clock game too. So we're going to spend the. Yeah, late night I mean together. they're just they're not they're going to go ahead and say you guys are going to be here till midnight. So, um, <laughs> so be it. I'm excited for the for it to get rolling again. So Tim, what happens? What happens next for these Jazz? Do you think they'll come out hot and reestablish themselves as being a dominant team, or do you think there's going to be some undulation along the way? Well, it's going to be really hard to match, you know, the streak that they they went on um, in that first half. But I still believe, you know, the same guys are there. And um, I, I think maybe even the, the slippage late could have had something to do with fatigue. I mean, they, that was a crazy, crazy run that they were on. And so the, the rest, I think, will do them well. My anticipation is they'll come out and be, and be themselves, and I think that is 
um, is really, really good. Um, you know, the first half it was dominant, and that, that's what we're looking for in the second half. Will we be dominant again? Uh, I don't see any reason to think we won't, but uh, that's kind of the way it looks from, from where we are. And, you know, you, you think about what might be different. Well, one thing, I don't know if we've seen Bogdanovich play at his uh, top end consistently as of yet. So maybe that's something it could even add there, too. For sure. Um, and I think, what, like you say, Jake, we've seen him good and seen him great, you know, a night, a night here and there. But it's been really difficult for him to get in a rhythm. Um, and so he, he's an important piece, I think. You know, it's interesting you bring him up because that's kind of the interesting defensive thing, too, that the Jazz kind of got late in that first half. His teams really start to isolate and go at, you know, go at him. So um, he's, he's really important, and he's got to guard his position. But offensively, there's all, you know, we've seen what he can give, and I think that he's capable of doing it. And, and uh, the rest probably did him some good, too. Tim, did you have any uh, opinion on the Jazz's signing of Urson? No, not really. I, I, I see, you know, I think it's a um, insurance policy. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting because it's, you know, George has been playing so good. And obviously the Jazz can, can play um, a lot of different ways, and I think that just adds another dimension to that. Um, you know, he, he's a good shooter. And so he, he fits that mold and, and certainly a big guy that can stretch the floor. So I, I'm curious to see, but I don't have a whole lot of expectation for that move. I think that that's, like I said, I think that's an insurance policy. And, and you know, um, we'll find out really, really soon, you know, if if that's actually the factor or if he's actually going to kind of compete for rotational minutes. So as we establish expectations, is it realistic to expect the Jazz to hold on to the number one seed? I think it is. I mean, you watch it, Jake. What do you think? I would answer yes. Realistic, certainly. Yeah. They've got a little bit of a cushion. I don't know how folks feel about Phoenix and their staying power, but I don't know. I, I agree with you. I don't know if it's quite as good as the first half of the season because that was pretty great, but um, I, I would guess the good play continues. I would say that. And, and, you know, the second half, the way that if you just look at the schedule, they're playing a whole lot of uh, teams. You know, they, they, they played a pretty competitive schedule in the front half, too. So, um, you know, tomorrow night starting out with the Rockets. Um, you know, the Rockets have been uh, through a whole lot this year, and, and they're they're kind of a, a work in progress again. But um, you know, but then it kind of toughens up. They got to go to the Warriors and the Celtics. Um, you know, they got to go back and play the Wizards. And the Wizards, obviously, with Beal, have been uh, really, really competitive and kind of dangerous. So, I mean, that's that's an interesting stretch right there. I think they get a, a good one out of the gates to get loose and get warm and then head out on the road for, what is that, one, two, three, four, five, five games in a row. So uh, that's going to be an interesting. I think that'll tell some tales of playing the Warriors and Celtics, Wizards, Raptors, and Bulls. Um, you know, so they can come out of that with a, a similar record um, to the first half. You know, you can kind of see a trend going. Uh, the Jazz, if I'm reading this right, they uh, they rank uh, middle of the pack in free throw attempts. Do you think it's important for the Jazz to get to the free throw line more than they have in the first half? And uh, it, and how do you do that? Well, I think the numbers are a little bit skewed because I think the beginning of the season, you know, and the Jazz were making so many shots during that stretch. Um, 
you know, the, the early in the season, the Jazz uh, percentage or, or attempts were really low. Uh, I think that started to build, but I'm with you. I think it needs to be a little bit higher than middle of the pack. Um, you know, Jake, we talk about this all the time, but, you know, you kind of look at a basketball game, you know, from a standpoint of an investment portfolio, and you obviously want to diversify. Uh, you don't want to be too heavy on twos because then you look like the, you know, the Pistons, <laughs> and you don't want to look or be way too dependent upon the three because when the three's not following, you know, I think the Jazz have had a great mix. But that whole good to great concept, I think that's one area. And I'm not so sure, you know, I think the Jazz have done a good job of attacking. Hopefully the officiating is better for them because I think Donovan, of all the guys, I think Donovan needs to be able to get to the line more. And I think he's trying to. I think he's trying to figure that out. I don't think he's getting the calls right now. And, you know, it goes back to the whole idea of when do you qualify for those superstar calls or or just to get a, uh, you know, a, a decent whistle. And and I think there is something to that. So hopefully he can just keep attacking and maybe, you know, the, the little stance that the Jazz took, which I really liked actually in hindsight. Uh, I don't think it hurts them. Um, you know, we'll see if that maybe causes the officials to get them there more. But, yeah, you want to shoot threes. You want to get, you know, in this order, you want to get to the rim. You want to shoot, um, you know, free throws and you want to, and you want to shoot threes. Uh, that's really the area you want to get all your buckets. And then you start talking about transition and offensive rebounds, and they're just other ways. But you know, those are the three real foundational parts of scoring. Tim, I think everybody felt good for Mike Conley making that uh, that all-star appearance. And uh, the big argument for him to get in was on his plus-minus. He's had the best plus-minus in the league for the majority of the first half. I don't think he does anymore. I'd have to double-check it. But, um, you know, according to that number, the Jazz have been better with Mike on the floor. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that number has been so good? Um, you know, I think that he's a veteran, and so he understands um, – really, really understands the game. Um, you know, we did not get a look at the, the Mike Conley that has played in the NBA majority of his career uh, last year, and I think we're starting to see the greatness of him. Um, I think he has a settling effect and impact, and I think he's a point guard who actually really thrives and really gets excited by making the right play. Um, and that's not always, you know, sometimes he's aggressive and, and really shoots it. And sometimes he defers, but he, he seems to always kind of do what the defense uh, allows, you know, or gives him. And, and that's what a great point guard does. His assist to turnover ratio is good. He's really good. Um, you know, he's been a great defensive tandem in the pick and roll with Rudy, having guard to guard a guy in pick and roll a lot. And, and Rudy's, you know, you've kind of got the answers to the test uh, on pick and roll, but, but Mike's got to do his part. He's been really good on the defensive end. So I think all told, I think his savvy and then just his heady play and his his know-how and understanding of how the game works, I think that's what's put him in that position. Tim, do you think Boyan Bogdanovich has to play better for the Jazz in order for them to accomplish their goals? I mean, he's averaging almost 16 points a game, 15.7. He's shooting, what, 43% from the floor, uh, just over 40% from three. And he seems to be at times a defensive liability. What do you make of his overall performance and moving forward, what he has to do? Well, I'm telling you, I, I fell in love with him as a player last year. Um, you know, I'd seen him play 
some for the Pacers. But um, when you can get a guy that big that is that skilled, and, and again, I wasn't that aware of how good he was at times with the ball in his hands off the bounce and attacking the basket. That hasn't been as uh, much a strength of this year, and I think maybe it is something to do with the wrist. Um, but I think what Jake said would be the word I would use. I don't, I don't necessarily think he needs to play better because I think his numbers are actually pretty good. I think what he needs to, you know, it needs to click for him where he can get some success consistently. And him consistent is a really scary proposition because, like Jake said, what the Jazz have done, you know, Boyan's kind of been a little bit up and down. And the reason his numbers, I think, are as good as they are is because he's had huge nights. You know, he's had some huge nights. And he's a guy who's capable in a, in a one-game situation of getting 30. And, and you got to love that. And, and he's not relying upon one thing. He can, you can post him. Um, I, I will tell you the one thing, I think more than anything, where he needs to maybe get better is just his decision overall decision-making. I think he's got a um, – you know, at times he, he turns it over. And, you know, I think if he can just really focus on trying to make a simple play, but offensively – I love him, and defensively, I think, you know, I bet you Quinn spent a bunch of the time, you know, working on defensive spacing and scheme to really pro- try to do a better job of protecting him so he's not Jake, always the one that ends up getting picked on. Jake, the reason you asked that question, do you have – do you, do you suspect that uh, that uh, <laughs> he, he, he is a, a problem or he uh, – not necessarily a problem. That sounds too negative, but he he's an issue – the reason I asked it, no, I don't. I don't think it's an issue. I just think there's more there. You mean in a positive way? In a positive way, yeah. Okay, right. I thought you were referring to some sort of background thing or something no. going on. Mm-mm. I just think there's more there. I mean, am I wrong, Tim? What do you think? No, I, I think I think what we saw last year, you know, that's the hard part um, in, in sport, and you know, I kind of learned this the hard way. You, when you reach a milestone in a bar, uh, both you and everybody that's rooting for you kind of dismisses that as being all right. That, that's the that's the bar now. Uh, let's go find another big bar. And Boyan had an unbelievable year last year, and it's our introduction to him, you know, here in Utah. And so I, I think he's just played a little less than that. And I think there is more, um, and not considerably. I, I mean, again, I think he's. He's he's a, an awfully big reason why the Jazz are good. So I don't want to castigate. Yeah, well, I you know, think the, the, the wrist was an issue, though. I, I, I yeah, no, I think about it, that. Quite I think it was more. I think it had more to do with that. You know, right. he he was the one dude when everything got called off, and you know, he went and got uh, wrist surgery, or when not, when, not, when when he got hurt last year, he went and got wrist surgery, and he had to rest and wait. And everybody else got to go work out and be in a rhythm. And, you know, he got it. He, he kind of just came right back from surgery and rehab and jumped right into it. So I think, yeah, I think that has more to do with it than, than anything because those early numbers were probably the ones that were, weren't really affected him. Right. And Jordan Clarkson, do you think he can uh, continue on at his, uh, his pace? There's zero doubt in my mind. Um, Clarkson, he's just. I mean, it, just because we see it so much and we've seen it so often and we've seen it so consistently, but he checks into the game, and I swear, man, with the first possession or two, he's he's going to have his feet set and he's going to try to get that thing in. And 
So I think he's done a great job. Now, will his numbers stay as consistent? I think everybody goes through ups and downs. And, and Jordan had a couple of tough games, you know, late uh, before the break. But, no, I, I, I fully – it's not even an expectation. It's just kind of a – you know, you just kind of – we used to say, like, Tyler Hawes, you just write down 30, you know. You just go ahead and write down 25 points, every, you know, to 30 points, and that's kind of where Ty lived a lot of the time. Um, he was so consistent, and I think that's what, what's really great about Jordan. Well, let's talk about the Cougs for a second. What did you think about uh, their performance against Gonzaga? I mean, the, the first half honestly couldn't have gone better, but, uh, man, the Zags are good. Zags are really good. And, and I mean, I'm telling you, I had the feeling that I, have to do, uh, I actually have to hang out with DJ at times on a Zoom uh, with, <laughs> with uh, the KUTV deal. Um, that we do weekly. And I, I said last week when they asked about, you know, the tournament, I said, I think that the Cougs, you know, get there. And I think they actually give Gonzaga a really great game. And I think at the end of the day, I think Gonzaga is just too good. And that's really what happened. Um, I, I was so impressed with their competitiveness. Cause really, if you think about it, and I think Scotty Gerard tweeted this out during the game, but what did they have to gain by coming out and, fighting like crazy you know obviously you, it's a trophy but they have such bigger things in mind and you know it really could have been a thing where they say hey all right maybe this is a tune-up this is good for us but you saw the look in Kispert's eye and the way Suggs responded and Timmy um you know they're just a they're a well-oiled machine but all that being said BYU was right there on the on the cusp of beating them and it says a lot I think it says a lot about how good Gonzaga is, but I also think it says a lot about BYU. And now I'm so intrigued to watch the matchups, but I really kind of see this BYU team as a second weekend team. Um, I think they're really clicking. I think they got a ton of confidence and juice, and they just took the best team, you know, in the country and the best Gonzaga team I've ever seen. Uh, they took them right down to the wire. And so that's, that, that says a lot about the Cougs, and I think it, it bodes well for their chances in the tournament. Tim, the the uh, the Cougars were so impressive in that first half, but then when when Gonzaga turned up the heat and used their athleticism and put pressure on, we we talked so much about spacing with the Jazz. It seemed as though down the stretch, uh, BYU spacing got all messed up. And is that something that they can combat uh, against teams that may not be quite at Gonzaga's level, but still really good, really athletic? Yeah, you know, I think it's it's one of those things. Human nature is funny, but, you know, it seemed a little bit to me like early in, in the second half, um, you know, when Gonzaga amped up the pressure, it seemed like two things happened. Uh, the refs called a completely different game. And and it's not so much like everybody thinks, well, you know, but the the when, when Gonzaga was able to get into them and start really, you notice BYU got forced out on the floor, their cuts were all being bumped, you know, they were – it, it turned into a really physical game and it didn't seem like they got, you know, any kind of benefit of that. So they didn't get ever get into the bonus, which we just talked about points. Um, and it's important. So I think that was one piece. And I think BYU, you know, they, you get in that mode and moment and along those, you know, when I talk about competitors, how good is How good a competitor is this Alex Porcello? Um, man, this kid is tough. And, and gutsy. So I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there at halftime going, they, they got a chance because Barcelona's not going to let them quit. And they didn't, man. You, even in that run, they, they fought like crazy. 
Um, but really what it came down to is Gonzaga really made a, a lot more plays and they made more plays on both sides and BYU just didn't have quite enough. But you can see that, you know, the distance is kind of narrowing there. I think BYU got better every game against them this year. And, um, and I think Mark's got some really great recruiting stuff going on. So it's going to be kind of a fun little, you know, continue, rivalry to continue to watch. All right, so we've been asking everybody this question. Uh, BYU's in the NCAA tournament, as, as far as I'm concerned. Utah State maybe has to win one or two, but they're looking pretty good. Um, Weber State, Southern Utah, the top two seeds in the Big Sky. UVU, the second seed in the WAC, but really by half a game, and, and uh, they, they're playing pretty good basketball. How many teams from the state get in? What do you think? I'm going to say... And if I don't say this, I'll offend a bunch of buddies. So let me think about it. Um, really, Southern Utah and Weber, only one of them get in, you know, unfortunately. Um, so I'm going to say that uh, that we get one representative there, and then I think the Aggies will do enough to win because I think experience is such an important cog, you know, in the wheel at this time of year. And this BY or excuse me, this Utah State team has gone down that tournament and have guys on that team that have gone down there that have done really well. So I think Utah State's going to find a way to win enough to get in there. Um, BYU's obviously in, and so let's yeah. And I think UVU's had a great year, but I think the tournament's going to be a little rough for them. I'm going to say three. Wow, great minds think alike. That's what we said, and Scotty said three. So we're all kind of on that same page. And, you know, I mean, the crazy part of it, and it's what you hope for, for a guy like, like Larry, who's become a really good friend. Um, but, you, you know, they, the crazy thing is they could get on a roll. You know, they beat USC a couple weeks ago, and they got them tonight. You just never know. So fingers are crossed for all of them. And uh, I want to shout out big time for you. Southern Utah won the league. That was a huge accomplishment. Um, my guy, John Wardenberg's down there. All he does is coach and win everywhere he goes, and uh, and I got to give a shout out to Madsen too. They 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 got a share of the, of the league title, and uh, that you have to go back to I think 2014 with uh, Dick Hunsaker. My guy Dick Hunsaker was the last time that Utah Valley won a, a league title, so that's pretty. So which one of those guys do you dislike the most? Uh, Dick or who? Any of the coaches that you said you were buddies with? Who do I dislike the most? Uh, it was a, it was a joke. You don't need to answer. No, I, I got to pick one. Probably Chris Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Chris appreciates that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's he's like my you know he's, he and I were we shared a keyboard for many years so we uh, we're like brothers we we fight like cats and dogs but we sure <laughs> love one another at the end of the day. Well, Tim, thank you for jumping on with us and uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. It's great to hear your voice, Jake. I sure have missed you, my man. <laughs> what do you think, uh, Chili Verde tomorrow? Can we play Bromance. some endless love behind this? Bromance. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we can't. Uh, thanks, Timmy. You're the man. Yep. See, look forward to see you guys. See Take you, care. Bye. That's our friend Tim Lacombe, uh, my co-host for Jazz Pre, Half, and Post. And, of course, Longtime coach at BYU, uh, coach at Utah as well for a long time. So Tim's a lot of fun. 
Yeah, you guys crank it back up tomorrow night. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the games are going to come fast and furious. I mean, this is this is going to be a, a wild ride for the back part of this season. I mean, it's going to be wall-to-wall jazz basketball until the end of May, and that's playoffs takeover. So it's going to be nuts. Is Naz tired of having you around the house at, uh, in the evenings over the past week? Is she ready to uh, for the second half to start? You'd have to ask her that question. Um, That's a yes. <laughs> I don't. No, I don't think so. I think she's enjoyed having me home for these nights because I can do things that uh, she doesn't want to do, like uh, like. Uh, <laughs> Well, no, I shouldn't say that. Easy. Well, she's, how about your charming personality? No, Just the, the company that you uh, you know that you uh, keep with her. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'd like to think I'm charming. I can but... think of an example. You went to Disney on Ice. She didn't have to. She got to stay home and and get a little R and R. No, I guess that's what I was going to get at. Like she's <laughs> very pregnant right now, and so do things like giving uh, our three year old a bath. Are not the easiest things for her. So I, I think being home that I can do things like that, I think, has been good. So you're essentially uh, a, uh, a hired laborer. Which is fine. You know what? Her, her going through what she's going through, I'm, I'm happy to do whatever. I'll give, give as many you're, baths as You're both as needed. laborers. Yeah. yeah she's, You'll take you know, this labor yeah. over the yeah. labor forthwith coming? Exactly. She's the one with the, the, the difficult role here. So I think nice. if, if nothing else, I'm at, at home and... I'm trying to help a little more, I guess. Yeah, good. I'm sure you do a fantastic job. I doubt it, but I'm trying. You and Tim <laughs> bemoaned the 8 o'clock tip-off tomorrow. Uh-huh. But next week you got a few early ones. Yeah, five-game five uh, road trip. So, No, the 8 o'clock starts. They're all right. Oh, honestly, I, I've been trying to. I've been telling myself this all year. Compared to the 8.30, how they used to be, bring on 8 o'clock. That half hour makes that big a difference. Absolutely. Huh? Absolutely makes a huge All right. difference. All right, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, our good friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He's Andrew Reinhardt, and uh, we're here to help uh, our listeners with a problem that's a lot more common than you would think, Andrew. And you've already helped a lot of our listeners over the years. Yeah, we really have. We've treated thousands of men uh, with ED. Uh, a lot of studies now coming out showing the leading cause of erectile dysfunction is damaged blood vessels and restricted blood flow. Uh, also a study that shows depression and anxiety are higher in men with ED. So we know this is a big problem, and we now know the cause. The acoustic wave therapy that Wasatch Medical Clinic uses is the most advanced version, and it repairs that exact cause. It opens up the blood vessels, Um, kind of like breaking down a muscle in the gym. We build things up a little stronger. The blood flows better. Uh, Even if you don't have ED and you just want to improve things in the bedroom, improve the frequency. Boy, we do a lot of that and help a lot of guys turn back the clock in the bedroom. And I know you guys are very excited about all the studies that have gone on on acoustic wave therapy because the results have been terrific. Yeah, I remember five or six years ago, someone called me and said, Andrew, you know, we're hearing about this, but where's the clinical data? And we didn't have much. Today, 40 clinical studies now, Cambridge University, uh, uh, several urology journals and magazines have written about it. And, I th- you know, I think the science is sound. That's what we can say is scientifically proven, uh, highly effective, no side effects reported. This is a revolution, I think, uh, in treatment for ED and the pill may someday be a thing of the past. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Call, you get to come in and see the doctor and uh, a couple other things for free, right? 
Yeah, this is a no-obligation deal, a lot of free. The absolute worst-case scenario is you'll leave with good information, a little free gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. You'll love that. The doctor will assess you and do a blood flow ultrasound all totally free. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to Tim Lacombe for jumping on with us in the last segment, giving us our Jazz Insider Report, presented by Cypress Credit Union. With the lowest fees and quickest keys, Cypress has the home loan product that is perfect for you. Visit any Cypress branch or cypresscu.com for details. Time for Sounds Various Clips, also known as Drop of the Day. Uh, Austin has has found a clip uh, that kind of reminded us of another clip, so we're going to play a couple here. But uh, this is an interview on Spanish television, right, Austin? Uh, it's down in Mexico, yeah. Okay, down in Mexico that a, a person doing an interview just cannot keep it together and uh, stop laughing. Y me llama el cocinero. Cristina, ¿qué? Ve por la paellera. Venga, que las dos de la tarde ya están aquí. Mira el bañador. La chancla. Todo despeinado porque no me dio tiempo nada de ponerme la chancla. Voy a la playa, había subido la marea. <laughs> I don't know Spanish, but it sounds like it's pretty hilarious. If anybody could translate what just happened, uh, let us know. But that's pretty funny. I love laughter like that. It's just, it just it always makes me laugh. And uh, Good laugh, too. Jake, you and I have done that before. I remember we were doing a show together a long time ago, and we were laughing so hard, neither one of us could even breathe, let alone talk on the on the mic. So uh, it does happen sometimes. It's fun. It's fun. It's, it's fun. I don't, <laughs> we, I don't know what he was talking about. Do you have any idea, Austin? No clue. No. In fact, I maybe I should have checked that before. That might have been a thing. <laughs> yeah, what did we just play here? Oh, no. <laughs> Probably it was funny. But in a blue kind of way. Yeah, that might not have been good. But it did remind me of of the gal who was doing a news broadcast who couldn't keep it together because of, well, <laughs> the nature of the report. Here's Here you go. 
Some scary moments for customers at a Kansas Home Depot. Police responded to reports of a bomb threat at the store in Wichita. A customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments, and that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but had no intention of causing a panic. man also told police others in the room laughed understanding his joke, which I'm just now getting. <laughs> Home Depot says they will not be pressing charges. But I can tell you right now, you asked the producer for me to read that, didn't you? <laughs> to Ethan now, please. No. No, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. <laughs> All right, we're, we can do this. <clears throat> All right. Uh, turning now to an impassioned plea in a string of thefts. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, fixing to blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> Bomb threat. Who in the world would take that uh, literally? Warned other I mean, guests. I'd be getting out of there in a hurry, but. Warned other customers. They call in the Hurt Locker team, and it just Clear ends up the guy out. had a bad lunch. Some poor guy. <laughs> fixing to blow up the bathroom. Blow yeah. this place He was being up. courteous. He really was. Yeah. He really was. Give me was. a warning. You know, give me a warning. Just, He'll never do that again. He'll just yeah. go in there and do his thing now. Just wrong words. <laughs> just not the right words there. There's, there's a bomb in the bathroom. Some I just dropped a bomb in the bathroom. <laughs> Can't Don't say that on a plane. <laughs> Time and place is all very important. Oh, man, that is so funny. <laughs> and, and you know that that co-anchor made her read that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he and the producer in the break were like, let's get Jenny yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> because she's really the, the TV teleprompter person that, you know, isn't going over the stories before the broadcast. <sighs> That's funny. That is good. That is funny. All right. I, I love the way you said it. I'm fixing to blow this place up. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. More big show coming up straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Fixing. There isn't much that makes Austin Horton angry. Wait, who are we kidding? Almost everything makes Austin upset. This is Austin's airing of grievances. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Our producer, Austin Horton, has an enemies list. You don't want to end up on said list, but we put people on it all the time, including today. Who is making the list today there, uh, Austin? Today goes to those who are judgmental, which is ironic because this whole list is about being judgmental. <laughs> but uh, before I dive into the, the details of my experience, do you guys have your go-to fast food place? I know you don't really, Gordon, but Jake, you have your go-to have fast food. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But And does it depend on what you're in the mood for or is it always the same place? Uh, it depends on what I'm in the mood for. So your go-to fast food burger is? Uh, you, you know, I, I like the Whopper. Sure. That's how I was thought. I didn't yeah, know it would be that. You, I thought uh-huh. we talked about that before. The Whopper, yeah. Yeah, Gordon, if you were to venture out, what would be your go-to fast food place? 
Oh, uh, I mean, there. Let's say I you're in the mood probably, for a burrito. A burrito? Yeah. Uh, probably barbacoa. I'm not just something like that. Yeah. Uh, aren't you the guy that once asked the chef at Taco Bell for his recommendation? No, it was the uh, drive-through person. It was it was a drive-through, but it was a new product, fellas. Uh, Taco Bell. Taco and, and, Bell. And, and it was in Hawaii. Let so me I, guess, it had a soft or hard shell, cheese, meat, and some kind of sauce and lettuce. It had some sort of thing around it. Uh, what, what, what would you recommend <laughs> off, the, off the drive-thru menu That's here? Funny. Anyway, uh, I had an experience recently where I got judged by a drive-thru person, and it really <laughs> didn't make me happy. Okay. I, uh, I like myself some Coca-Cola. But really, I think we all agree that McDonald's has a better Coca-Cola than really anywhere else. Uh-huh. And it's a dollar for a large and, and, and that and, and such. But I don't care for McDonald's hamburgers as much. Okay. So I go to Wendy's and get the burger, then drive over to McDonald's to get the, the, the drink. Okay. Look at and you. The, the person at Wendy's, as they handed me my food, saw my McDonald's Coke sitting in the cup holder and went, What's wrong with our drinks here? Why didn't you? And I said, excuse me. <laughs> Quit looking at my car. McDonald's has better Coke than Wendy's does. I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend you, but that's them's the rules. And they judge me, and so they go on the list for judging me. Okay. <laughs> uh, we've got some jazz sound. Let's let's take it live. Uh, let's um, go now to uh, Quinn Snyder post-practice. We think about and every day who gave everything that he had to us, and he had so much to give. So we'll miss you, Doug. All right. Thank you. We'll get started with questions. Guys, please raise your hand if you have a question. All right. We'll start with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Thank you. Um, now that the uh, now that the signing of Irsan is, is official, I was just wondering if you could tell us kind of what you've known about him over the years and, and what you think he brings to the Jazz over the rest of the season. Well, you know, I've seen Ursan play, um, you know, many times over the years. He's, you know, he's a pro. And I think that the things that, that he brings is experience, first of all, um, his ability to, to play multiple positions, um, you know, defensively, um, being a vet. I think he knows how to guard, knows how to guard multiple positions. So um, good thing about our group is, you know, our guys, are about you know the team and assimilating and anything he can do to help us be better um you know we're excited about tony jones the athletic coach what does it um mean to you guys to be able to bring somebody like ursan in who, who has so much playoff experience a couple of years ago he was really integral uh in in philly's run and then I believe that next year he was really int- integral and important in uh, um, Milwaukee's run to the conference finals. So, you know, having that kind of guy uh, come off your bench, what does it mean to you? Well, you know, you, you said it, Tony. Um, you know, anytime you've had that type of experience, it's something that you bring to the entire group. And I think it helps the group. And, you know, he's got to assimilate. You know, there's a lot for him to kind of get exposed to. And, but being, you know, a smart, intelligent player and a guy that knows how to play, we think he'll fit in well. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Quinn, he, he does some of the same things that you guys do. He can spread the floor at the four spot and, and 
uh, moves the ball a little bit. What's it like being able to add a guy that you can kind of maybe plug and play versus somebody who does something pretty dramatically different than what you guys already do? Well, I don't think we, you know, Dennis and, and Justin and our group would, you know, have looked at someone that you couldn't plug and play. I, th I think the one thing we've been really conscious of is, you know, is the chemistry of the team. And that's the case here. And Ursan knows that he wants to be a part of that. And that's, you know, that's the reason that we thought it made as much sense as it did. So, you know, I think he's anxious to contribute in, in any way that he can. And as I said, you know, we, we don't expect him to, you know, to show up and, and be ready to go right away. Um, that's not to say that he won't be in many senses, but, you know, there's an adjustment period and we're patient with him. I want him to be patient with himself and, you know, opportunities to, to help us in whatever way. He's a versatile player. So um, there's really, there's no telling what, what that could mean. Um, but I think he's prepared to contribute any way he can. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, I know having downtime and these breaks obviously is so important, but I'm just curious, given the chaotic year that this has been, uh, is this one a little different, more significant in terms of, you know, the mental and physical uh, time off and being very much needed? I, you know, all-star break is always something that, that everyone in the league looks forward to. And as you said, I think this year in particular, um, particularly given the schedule and the schedule that's upcoming in the second half of the season. So, you know, whether it's physical, you know, psychological, emotional, you know, I think all those um, being able to take a deep breath is welcome. Um, that said, you know, we're, we're, this is a new normal right now and, and obviously it'll change at some point, but, you know, we're also not not dwelling on that. We've got a second half, and um, we've got to be ready to go, and we will be. And you know, to the extent that the break can, you know, can help us with some of the fatigue that always sets in with everybody. You know, the time of year, it's 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 well timed. All right. Last question, Dana Green, ABC Four. Hey, Quinn, can you just briefly talk about um, the scholarship program and what it means to you? The commitment that Ryan Smith has made. He came out that they're you know, committed to the local universities here. Um, how important is that uh, to you guys, you know, in, in your performance on the court as well? It's something you're proud of as much as anything. And, you know, it speaks to Ryan's um, commitment to education, um, you know, his support of all kinds of social justice and um, quality issues. Just opportunity as much as anything is something that, that we've talked about and he's talked to our team about. I think it was something the players were really excited about when, when they heard about it. Um, obviously any, any extra motivation is welcome, but I, I think just in general, there, there's, you know, giving a young man or a young woman the opportunity to, uh, to develop, evolve and embrace education, uh, something that's incredibly important and, um, the component, the diversity component benefits everybody. And it's something that Ryan has done, you know, with Qualtrics, it's who he is. Um, you know, the program itself, I think, um, in a microcosm is, is what, you know, he and his wife, Ashley are about, and, you know, we're fortunate to, to be a part of that. And I know, as I said at the beginning, very proud. All right, there you go. That's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. A little post-practice media availability for you. Had a, a few comments on the addition of Ersan Ilyasova. And uh, as the Jazz practice today, getting ready for their return coming up tomorrow night against Houston. A lot of the NBA returns tonight, Gordo. Jazz get an extra day off. Yeah, well, they can use it. 
And uh, I, I think Quinn talked about that. You know, everyone looks forward to the all-star break, kind of get a take a breath or two and then uh, get back at it. So, uh, yeah, the Jazz need every bit of energy they can muster to uh, to accomplish their goals. Let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic and establish a goal of getting the normalcy back in your relationship. That's where acoustic wave therapy comes in and our friend Andrew. What's up, Andrew? Hey, that's right, guys. Acoustic wave therapy is actually it's a treatment that has been used since the 1950s. Uh, started in Europe. It's FDA registered. I don't know if I have the exact words right here, but for the repair of soft tissue and the improvement of blood flow. Those are great things. That's what the body needs. Uh, somewhere along the line, someone decided this should be used for ED. That's what we do. Uh, erectile dysfunction is a blood flow problem. It's damaged blood vessels, and our treatments can repair that. I have seen thousands of guys that come in, they hate the pill, they hate the side effects, they go through our treatments, and turn back the clock in the bedroom and get back to that normal frequency. So who's the best candidate here, Andrew? Is it somebody that's uh, lost function entirely, somebody who might feel it's slipping? What, who's kind of the best candidate for this thing? Yeah, the earlier the better, we found. We help guys with severe ED all the time, but the best candidate is somebody that is maybe 50, 60, 70% there in the bedroom. So it's still okay. It's not what it used to be. I've seen those guys go back to 100% really quickly with just a few short treatments. 801-901-8000. If this sounds interesting, call, get on the schedule, and come in and see the doctor and find out if it's a good fit, right? Yeah, guys have questions about ED. What's caused them to have it? Maybe uh, if there's medication or lifestyle choices, we'll be able to answer all that with our doctor. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound even free. A uh, little gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom just as a thank you. Um, a lot of value here. It's the first step in reversing the erectile dysfunction. And call us. Uh, it's no charge. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate you. That's our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Give him a call. 801-901-8000. More Big Show next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 uh, The Zone. Coming up right around the corner, Scotty G has Utah State basketball uh, for you as uh, the Aggies tipping things off here in a matter of moments against UNLV. Uh, last check, Gordon, BYU, or BYU, Utah State was a 10-point uh, favorite over UNLV tonight. Yeah, that'll be uh, – I wonder what that – how that the Aggies feel about it? Because I think they are viewing it like they know they have to win. They know they have to win. They can't come up short. They have to win this game to move on to, to give themselves a chance for their postseason goals. They don't have to win the conference tournament, but they have to go farther than this. So. Scotty uh, said earlier on the show he thinks they have to get to the final. Yeah. Well, that's that's uh, part of playing sports, man. You got to be mentally tough. You got to be able to dial in. And I've always had great appreciation for guys who who can r- raise their games when they need to. And certainly, the Aggies have experienced in that with what happened with them last year. Well, I'll tell you what: if Craig Smith can rattle off three consecutive tournament victories, that would really be something. <laughs> that would be. 
quite an accomplishment. That would really be something. And Especially la- since the Mountain West. I mean, look, there's some good programs there. It's a good league. Yeah, it is a good league. I don't know if it's, you know, quite what it was back in the, you know, 08, 09, 2010 years. Because, I mean, boy, that was the heyday, you know, looking back on it. But it, it's a good league. They've got, you know, four teams that are good. And uh, San Diego State's in, but the other teams are battling it out. And there's going to be a good team that, that doesn't get the bid. Yeah. Yeah, that's why the pressure's on the Aggies. So they've got to win. Uh, well, I believe Scotty. I'll go with what he said. Get to the final. Scotty usually knows. All right, Gordon, you uh, enjoy your night of tournament basketball, and uh, I'll catch you tomorrow. Okay, Jake. Thanks, everyone. Have a great evening. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.